I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. We talk all about habits and about what you do outside of work in forming your work itself. So not just about self-care, not just about all of these different things, but the actual whole lifestyle of improvement, of betterment, of the fact that if you improve yourself by 1% every day, you are very much benefiting from continuous improvement, compound improvement. So with that, let me introduce him. My guest today is George Heaton. He is co-founder of luxury British streetwear brand Represent. Represent was founded by George and his brother Mike in 2012 after he started creating t-shirts while studying at the University of Salford. The brand now has more than 150 stockets worldwide, including Selfridges and Harvey Nichols in the UK. Inspired by British designs, the brothers showcase their ranges at top fashion destinations worldwide, and their pieces have been featured in top publications from British GQ to Vogue Paris. I discovered George and Represent recently and was instantly struck by their strength of brand, a quality as essential as it is rare in creating a powerful business today. I am delighted to be joined by George today. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Grace. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks so much for um, coming today. For everyone else, it is bright and early on a Thursday morning. It's actually not that early at all. And I have seen from your Instagram, you've probably been up for about five hours. So (laughs) just to take you through the format of the podcast, the podcast is in two halves. So we have working hard and hardly working. In working hard, we focus on your work life, your achievements, experiences, your work itself, and kind of what it really takes to get to where you are today and then in hardly working we move away from this kind of traditional view of work and get a better understanding of what goes on behind the scenes because we believe here that not also kind of what you do outside of work and not working has as much significance in your kind of working life as the rest of it so we're going to start with a quick fire round these are just very quick questions i'm really bad at quick fire so i hope you will be better than i am so reading or podcasts definitely podcasts Time blocking or winging it? Time blocking. Airplane mode or notifications on? Notifications on. More or less than eight hours sleep? Um, usually seven and a half to eight. Office or working from home? Definitely office. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I could have guessed a few of those. Are you a reader much at all or, or are you like solely podcasts and stuff? Um, do you know what? I, I didn't read a lot until maybe two years ago um, and someone gave me a book and I started reading and then I really got into it and I actually just use it as a, a time to not be looking at my phone. It's like the only time I'm not on my phone and it's good. Like what, when you get into a book, you can really like just go for it. Whereas when you're listening to a podcast, obviously you can multitask. And I think we're also like taught so much to 
multitask like that's seen as a view of productivity that's seen as like if you can do 20 things at once then you are far more productive like technology has made that like productivity's dream whereas actually I feel like it's more of a skill to be able to get yourself completely into something like into your flow or into like complete distraction by by reading or whatever do you find the same type of thing when you're like being creative that you can be completely lost in that um I do but very unoften like that it's really hard for me to get into that flow my brother's the absolute opposite he's in that all the time he doesn't even need to look at his phone he doesn't check his emails he's just one of them guys that can like go straight into it and come out in a week whereas I'm I'm just so busy with everything that it just it never happens for me really I, I, I want to talk about um, your work. So I want to talk about Represent first. Um, I love Represent and what it stands for. Um, I think the brand clarity is pretty much unrivaled in its space. Um, and you've kind of continuously been able to carve out new spaces for yourself in areas you've expanded into, which I've loved to watch. I think it has been a real testament to yours and your brother's creativity. Um, for people who don't know about Represent, could you could you give us your little like brand elevator pitch? Represent is like an, an expression of mine and Mike's vision. And it's really the, the clothes display what we are inspired by, what we love, what we do. And like since day one, the mission has always been to complete our own wardrobes and whoever is like-minded or the consumer that's similar to us can also complete their wardrobes with just Represent. That's always been like the dream from day one. And it's taken a, like a long time, many years and many failures to actually get to a point where we don't have to just sell one line of clothing. We can branch off and do different arms like we've just released with the active wear line, the 247 range. And we've done like a blanks collection. And it, I guess it's just like a snowball effect of everything that we love. And as we mature, the customer matures and the, the age group of that that consumer is very like us so it's I wouldn't say it's easy to design for them because we're de designing for ourselves but I kind of understand what they want because I want it as well yeah no I totally get that I think it's quite it's I think it's incredibly interesting because actually if you look at the brands that are prevailing so much in today's market it is almost and especially with young founders it is almost that extension of the self which is why the brand identity is so strong I was talking to um Connor Walker about House of CB on the podcast um, and she you know she was saying the exact same thing and I, I find very similar as well that you know when I'm creating something the reason there's that kind of like inside like thermostat of like this is what we should be doing or like this is a no or this is a yes it just kind of bleeds through in terms of the brand identity and in terms of what that brand is and I guess the difficulty is for these older brands then creating something like that without that type of kind of guiding factor yeah and i think i think that's why old brands do bring in young ceos or they do they bring in designers that are up and coming like like louis vuitton did with virgil they have to kind of reach down into a different space to bring someone in who's very um very compelling with the current market that's like obviously very social and yeah, I, I don't know. We we were born into that. Like we understand that the, our brands are like a like an extension of ourselves, and and coming from um maybe coming from a high end fashion house that's been going two hundred years, it doesn't have that feeling. They've got to try and recreate what we're already doing day to day. Yeah. Do you, do you think they could possibly like? take that back do you think it is only via you know bringing in these younger people for example if okay if Louis Vuitton came to you right now and said 
come and join us like do some creative direction for like a few lines what, what would you kind of think of that in terms of like do you think you'd be able to expand that beyond the represent umbrella and into something that you know is able to embody like a different form of creativity but still within that kind of luxury market it's a strange question and i always think about this stuff and i always talk about it with my with my brother and with my team like would we actually be able to design something that's not for us and it's a, a different market? I suppose it's different with Louis Vuitton like at this day and age because they brought Virgil in a few years ago and a lot of people in my circle and in this industry that I'm in with are actually like-minded to what, what I'm selling, like the guys who brought by represent also by Louis Vuitton. So that crossover is there, but, but maybe if they said come in and do our women's mainline or come in and do couture or whatever it was i don't think i'd have a chance i mean i'd give it i'd give it, I'd give it a go but i don't know what'd happen but i think that's important too i think that nowadays there's so much like pressure to to outperform in so many different areas and actually knowing your strengths is so important and just being able to say like great fantastic opportunity thanks so much this is actually what i do better at and i think that it's like when you are able to move beyond that ego and actually being able to embrace like, okay, no, I love that idea, but actually this is the way I'd be doing it well. You do much more of like a service to yourself rather than just trying to perform as like, you know, the best in all of these different things. Cause also your niche is huge. Like even though it's a niche, it, I mean, if you're reaching everyone within that niche, you're making a huge amount. So like, it's not that it needs to be brought so far beyond that. Yeah, it's, that's, that's definitely true. I mean, I guess, I guess like over the years I've done that and I've done it wrong and I've, I've tried to reach too many people and I've tried to go down runway routes and try to appeal to really high end luxury stores, but like I've not done it right. And, and I guess just like understanding that at a young age and knowing that what you're good at, you need to just literally stay narrow and deep on that is such a, such a fundamental that, you, that like you need to carry through your life. Yeah, no, for sure. And kind of along those lines, I mean, you've built this brand over the past 10 years. It hasn't been overnight at all, but it's such a cult success now that it almost seems like it was, as with everything that becomes, you know, successful and seems like, um, you know, can't can't do any wrong and really knows its audience. Um, I guess, what do you wish you knew before starting your business? To be honest, I wish I, I had a business background. I wish I knew what everything meant and like, even to this day, terms come up on emails and stuff like that that I don't, I don't even understand. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really I'm, good at frantic yeah. googling in meetings. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm a creative person, and like I grew up doing arts and crafts, and became a, a graphic designer, and that's what led into building the brand. And it's yeah, it's taken me ten years to get it to the level it's at now. And like you said, it looks like an overnight success, but the amount of failures and amount of bad decisions I've made to get to this point is way more than the good decisions I've made. So, but I'd, I would never take that back because I've learned the hard way, I've learned the long way, and I've built myself up to do every single role in the business to get to the role that I'm at now where I can oversee everything and look into the future and, and make sure the guys can actually build what I see. And that, that works now at like an, a fantastic level. Whereas someone who comes in and gets brought straight into that role who hasn't been through the copious years of just getting everything wrong and doing it right in the end, it's... I don't know, I kind of I kind of like that that it's taken so long and that it's it's been such a journey. You know, when you say that more of it has been failures and more of it has been learning from that, that is the way you learn. It's that, you know, you have to become resilient. So I guess it shapes you. 
yeah, you build your own instinct by going through it yourself and you'll never get that from a mentor or listening to someone tell you how to do it because you'll never fully trust what they say. And do you think of yourself then more as a creative than a businessman, despite the fact that, you know, you have a, what, what is, is it, is it 20 million a year turnover? Sure. It should be more this year. Yeah. So like an a hundred, a hundred million pound business, I guess. I, I mean, you are a businessman in a way, but. <laughs> I, I guess I am. Yeah. I guess like, I, this always comes up in meetings and chats and everyone always says, yes, you're a very good businessman, but I don't see myself as a businessman through and through. Um, I'm not that type of guy and I am a creative guy and I like, I, I just like looking at things and understanding what the future holds and how I can kind of change the future for my brand. Like that's my number one priority. Yeah. Well, I guess there kind of like doesn't need to be that split in the same way anymore. You know, the new kind of D to C brand world calls for this creative at the forefront. So if you have that creative and you also have the instinct that you've built, um, the, the name of the game seems to now be, you know, I, I didn't have business acumen before I, before I've kind of done it and I've done nowhere near what you've done. Um, but, but I guess you, you can very much build a brand leaning almost entirely on that creative as the driving factor. And actually, I think those are the brands that have more longevity now because it is so, it's so clear. And there's that driving factor of kind of like, this is what the brand is. Yeah. It's built on a vision and it's built on what that person sees the brand becoming in however many years whereas it's not built on you have to make this amount and profit this much and do it again next year and and ruin your brand by putting it on sale to make x revenue and things like that when when you're a creative and you're at the front of the the business and you're making the decisions then you can just get the longevity out of it because that's it's your ideas and it's it's you that's putting things forward rather than someone who's coming from a business background Mm. For sure. And and do you think do you think that rest kind of enhances your creativity or is it is kind of the go, go, go? Does that give you enough creativity from what you need? I think you've got to you, you, every person's different. Most like a lot of people like to have two days out of the seven days off to rest mm-hmm. and recalibrate. But I'm, I'm fine doing I'm fine working through through the year without a day off. Um, like I love, I love what I do. And when I go to sleep, I'll get excited for the next day. So, but I, I don't want to take, I don't want to take time off if I'm excited to, to do what I've got to do the next day, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I know. I mean, I guess, I guess that is the, the absolute dream, isn't it? I guess, I guess from my point of view, you know, even when I felt like that, that's often actually led to an increased amount of probably not not quite burnout but you know when you've been go 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 for so long especially when you're so into it and you're so involved you're so invested and you almost like can't sleep because you are are excited to do that I find that after a few months of that if it is at that kind of that pace that's when I am more likely to hit a wall or I start seeing something lagging and I start I have to kind of say to myself like okay actually I need to step back a bit now even if it's just you know like a, a day off or it's I need to chill my routine out a bit do you do you ever have that or are you are you a superhuman no definitely not superhuman but I, I suppose it depends how busy you are and how many tasks you have to complete and how how much of a toll they take on your mental like for me I make sure that I get my things done that day that I need to do and that I'm moving forward and there's always progression within that day like for me, that's like that's me paying my duties to become fulfilled, and I can go to bed at night and and 
be happy that what I've done that day is progression in some way. It might be building the brand. It might be it might be my fitness or it might be my reading, just understanding things, learning. It might be spending time with the family. But as long as there's one element of progression each day, then I'm happy with that. I think that like working out in the morning before you actually go to work is the number one key factor in what I feel like I'm successful with that thing gives me energy gives me energy for the rest of the day I completely agree I'm the exact you know I work out every morning I feel like it invigorates me for the day I feel like sometimes when I wake up and I think oh an hour of extra sleep would do me good I also you know sometimes yeah that is the answer but a lot of the time actually I know that I'd probably have more energy from getting up and doing something like that for people who aren't so much like that like I'm sure you work with some some people I mean I'm sure it's a it's a kind of organization of like highly motivated people but there will always be people who work differently would you encourage everyone to kind of try the working out in the morning setting yourself rules all of that 100% I mean I did it with everyone in my work like we we ran a boot camp a represent boot camp where the guy who does all our personal training just did everyone's nutrition and and we did a 6am boot camp before work every day just before um, the pandemic hit which was really good and everyone was so bright and happy about it and it kind of changed the um, the atmosphere in the building and that's carried that's carried on through and every, everyone's like really on their health and fitness and trying to trying to stay as eating clean and, and just yeah as healthy as possible because that that does actually work and that does have an effect on your mental and obviously your physical if people are coming in for a boot camp at i don't know 8 a.m you also you you're not expecting them to be working through that time it's the understanding that things outside of your work also improve your work and your quality of life yeah and that's that's a number one factor for i think being a leader is to actually not just focus on the work and not just make this working hours an exacting thing that it always was back in the day. I do believe that if they, if you're helping your employees or whoever it may be, become healthier, become fitter, become stronger, um, just just uh, even mentally a lot better, then that's going to pay off with the work that they provide you anyway. As a leader, that's like number one in my business. Obviously, we can all see the success that Represent and yourself and Mike have enjoyed. I'd love to talk a bit about the bits that didn't work. Um, what is, I guess, the biggest mistake you've made in your business? Kind of, it could be a product, a campaign, an internal mishap. I guess the thing is that like, a, lot, a lot plays out in the long run to, be, to actually benefit you because you don't go and do it further down the line because you did it when you was young and you just started. Like I was fixated on being in the best stores in the world and being up next to the likes of Gucci and Balenciaga. So I was trying to put on runway shows in New York and Milan and spending hundreds of thousands on this 15-minute event that actually I'm a direct-to-consumer brand and them consumers are going to see the product six months in advance, stop buying on the website until that thing comes out anyway. And all, I'm, all I was trying to do was like get them stores and get them pressed to come and talk about the brand. And it, it, wasn't, the right, it wasn't the right thing to do. And at the time, I, I genuinely thought it was the right thing to do. Um, but it played out in my favor in the end. How did that end up? Work? Do you mean that it played out in your favor in the way that it worked and it was a bit of a risk? Um, or... Or that, you know, you learned from it and understood that... I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion that things always have um, a purpose at different times. So, for example, we've just done... 
one of our first out of home campaigns at Shreddy. And it's, you know, that's not going to be a converter. That's not something that we hope that everyone will see the bus and like download the app and complete 100 workouts. It's not about that. It's, uh, you know, it's brand exposure. It's trying different channels. And so for me, I've always thought that, you know, you try something, you can try it once, you can try it twice, but there's there's a lot of value in trying most things. Um, for you, was that something that kind of worked in terms of practice or worked in terms of teaching you, you know, what you didn't necessarily want to do? I'm going to say 50-50 because it, it, it helped me learn and understand how, like, how production works and how, how much actual work it takes to put on a show. Um, and yeah, I did get in. We It means we got in a lot of great stores and press talked about us and it was... It was good events, but we were way too young and way too small to be doing it back then. Um, and we were trying, we were spending, we were spending like six months focusing on building this collection out to put a theme together to then go and show it in Milan. Whereas that six months could have been spent on a lot of other things that would have propelled the business a lot further at the time. Within that, do you think there are large conception misconceptions that people have kind of about running businesses? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because what you see on social media is not what happens behind the scenes like yeah there's an outcome there's an outcome presented by an image but the reality is a lot of the times that that's not how that got there and that's not exactly how it works and that just because it worked for someone or it even looks like it's working for someone it's not going to work for you ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I would like to talk to you about your schedule because I have seen a lot around your um, kind of rules. First of all, tell me about these rules you have. I know they include kind of two workouts a day, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of things that I am not doing. Tell us about them and how we can do it too. <laughs> um, well, actually I got, my friend showed me um, a guy who owns a, um, a brand in the US called First Form, which is like a, supplement company and he just started this program that was called 75 hard and it's like 75 days of you got to tick off the challenges every day and make sure you do your cold shower and your progress picture and your two workouts one's going to be outside all these little things and I was already half doing that anyway last year like especially when everyone was working from home I was just I was just like trying to stay as motivated as I can by doing these little things rather than just waking up going downstairs sitting on the computer going to bed so I was doing I was doing it half and half and then I downloaded this guy's app and just went went for it at the start of the year so started it on 1st of January and just ran it through for the 75 days and the, to be honest the only the only thing like it it's for is you've just building progression with yourself and 
understanding that you can commit to something. Um, and I think that's what it's all, that's what the whole program is all about. It's not about um, like how much weight you're going to lose or how much weight you're going to gain or your fitness levels going up. It's just about knowing that you can stick to something and you can have, you can have that kind of um, I, I just executing, executing on tasks. Well, to me, that's like, I mean, it all comes into the same thing that we were talking about before. It is this idea of betterment, but it's also, you know, it's it's compound improvement. It's that idea that if you improve by 1% every day and you've obviously improved by 1% the day before, then the actual impact of that over time is so significant. And it kind of also takes away from the concentration of having to like be better by X percent every month. Actually, it's just like just doing this little bit better every day, um, which I think is so key and makes it so much less overwhelming. I mean, I um, in the last lockdown, I actually did not very similar thing, but I did something that I called a chrysalis, which was essentially saying that, you know, within this like time, I just want to commit to being better at, you know, working out my work, um, concentrate even on like not working like things like rest things like talking to family all of those things and just called it a chrysalis because i was like i am now a caterpillar afterwards i'm gonna be a butterfly yours sounds a lot more sensible and a lot more marketable um but um but it is just this it's this idea of improvement that kind of like that that was like the number one thing on my socials that was getting like huge reactions to it and then everyone started following it as well who follow my brand who didn't specifically know about this guy or this challenge and like I get hundreds of DMs every morning of people that are doing it. So I like for me, that's like kind of fulfilling. And I think everyone's getting better and everyone's understanding what I'm trying to do and they're living the brand with me. So it's like becoming a lifestyle. And that's when I did the the, the 247 collection, which is like a, a crossover between this active wear and what my main line actually is. And that's been the big that's been the biggest success of the brand. So I feel like these little little tasks and little challenges that I do every day really help just push everyone who follows the brand. What you've decided to do essentially is looking at the concept of the brand more holistically. As you say, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, you know, it's not just about a hoodie or a graphic tee or whatever it might be. It's about like, what does this signify in people's wider lives? And and it, I mean, it's incredibly clever as well as the fact that it's, you know, it's who you are. It's clearly so genuine. It's clearly part of your identity, but it's also, it taps in so effectively to the idea that actually, you know, if you have people wearing a brand, then those people are also doing other things and they're also living other things. And so being able to make that, you know, represent, be a part of that in in their mindset, in their workouts, in when they go to work. We're not here to just sell clothes. Like we're here to fucking, to show what who we are and what we do and and make the very best of it and give them customers what, what, we, what we want. And I think, I think it's, yeah, it's about the brand becoming a lifestyle that's fixated on me and my brother and us as a team and just, yeah, bettering ourselves and bettering the consumer because like the mission was always to create a full wardrobe for ourselves and that was always missing. So that's why we went and did it. We're going to move on to the hardly working side. I feel like you don't do the hardly working side. You do you do the work and you do the the, the really good outside of work stuff. No, I read I actually read your book last week about it and um like I can relate to a lot of the stuff, but for me there's like I don't have a lot of other things to do. Like great, when 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 the world fully opens back up, of course I'll be going around the world and I'll be enjoying myself a lot more than 
what I do on a on a personal level now. But like it for, for me when when the pandemic hit, it was really time to like crack down and go as far as I can with the brand every day. And 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 I, and I actually love doing it. It's not like I'm craving to go on holiday. I'm craving to go out every night. Like I, I enjoy the um the work life balance that's majority work. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I, I fully see that. And I also see that, you know, as, as I kind of mentioned for, for me in the book, um, first of all, thanks for reading it, um, in the book, if, you know, for me within the pandemic, that was also a time to be self-care for me was productive. It was being productive at that time and was building the foundations of my business and really making sure that we were tackling all of our issues. Um, and, and it's, you know, and actually just understanding that, everyone will be different and for some people you know you'll need a different amount of rest you'll need a different amount of invigoration and clearly for you a huge amount of your invigoration and a huge amount of your fulfillment comes from your work and what I'm and also why why wouldn't it you've built something that you can be so proud of I'm, I'm gonna go quickly into the quickfire um questions for hardly working um so Netflix or a walk a walk I don't really watch tv at all <laughs> after work a cup of tea or a glass of wine a cup of tea letting off steam a workout or a night out it depends who the night out is with and where it is <laughs> i can't answer that <laughs> until i know <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that for future um introvert or extrovert half and half actually it's so interesting everyone i've spoken to has said half and half In the past few years um i'm definitely more relaxed and definitely less talkative less outgoing and I don't know. We'll see what happens. I feel like I have ups and downs of it. Like sometimes I'm just fully exhausted and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to speak to people. Um, but other times I'm, I'm ready to go with anything. So. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, it's, it's just about the time as well. Like, do you, do you feel like there's been a time where you've been very much kind of like on the cusp of burnout or does it kind of come and go in waves? It comes and goes in waves. Definitely. I mean, I've, I've been on the cusp of burnout many, many, many times. Um, but I think when you when you know what it is, then you can just react to it. And 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 how do you in in that moment or in those times, how do you kind of deal with it? Probably a workout. I'll go for a run. I'll go and just I like I like I think just just sweating is is a way to actually like free your mind of what's actually going on in in the current situation. I like you never feel worse after a workout. So go and just do a workout and get it over with. Yeah, and and when. When did you start working out? When did you start kind of being, I guess, like discovering the power of that? I, I always like went to the gym um, for the past like 10 years, but I never really got into other forms of exercise until like a few years ago. And then I recently discovered CrossFit like last year. And I absolutely love CrossFit because it gives me the ability to like lift weight, but also very stay very cardiovascular and, and get my heart rate up and and not have to like gain muscle or or like like I, I always had like a, a battle between gaining I didn't want to gain too much muscle and not look right in my own clothes but I also like I, 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 st I did a lot of running last year and I did a few marathons and stuff and then I started getting too small so I was like I found this mid-length between them both which was CrossFit which kind of keeps me both like the size I want to be and as fit as I can be. Yeah, and and is that so? So when you're working out every morning, is that what you're doing? CrossFit. Yeah, that's 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 mostly my routine. Yeah, 
there'll be people who kind of people like me who will hear that you you know kind of saying like oh doing a few marathons and will be like oh I could never do that but it's not about that it's not about the comparison it's not about like the you know what what you might be doing against the next person it's about finding out what invigorates you and what works for you but I do believe you can do a marathon like I, I couldn't run two years ago and then I started running 3ks and 5ks and 10ks and like you do a 15k and you're like, oh shit, I can actually run far. And then you do a 20 and then it's like, oh, let's do a 40. So yeah, I'm going to leave that to my imagination. Can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, that's one thing. I feel like I'm just going to say, you know what? <laughs> that doesn't need to be me. All right. But if you put your mind to it, you will be able to do it. In terms of your taking time off, when you do, do you have kind of hard and fast rules about it? Are you, are you good at taking time off? I kind of stick to my routine on the weekends when like my office is shut I'll still wake up at the same time do the same workout eat my breakfast at the same time kind of structure my day the same um but I'll just spend that time doing other things like I said reading or listening to a podcast or I'll find a documentary that I like or something like that so that's my chill time for me and it you know may well be different for you but for me I realized that I actually needed to step back when I needed to step back and that made my work better so it was actually me being you know better at my job it just took more discipline for me to understand that my rest also enhanced my work yeah and it definitely does like these people who um talk about like I'm working 24 7 I'm doing this I'm doing that like are you actually though like even if you are like you're not working at 100 percent. but you're also not you're not productive like if you're if if you are working 24 7 and if you are not sleeping you're either not human or you're valuing busyness and the idea of productivity over actual productivity. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. Um, especially the people that say they don't sleep. Like that's just the worst thing you could do. <laughs> it's like the, you can sleep when you're dead, and it's like yeah. no thanks. No. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be in bed by nine. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. I'll be in bed with my book. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess there is a lot of that, and I mean, I I feel it within the entrepreneurial kind of online sphere, and I think it's even more um, it's even more the case with with men in particular. I find with the kind of like macho hustle idea has that ever got to you and feel like it felt like you should kind of be a certain way yeah 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 even even like my my dad used to work all the time and that just made me think that I needed to work all the time and that even if you're not being productive you've still got to be there and doing whatever it is you're doing even if it's nothing but really you're actually just wasting your time and and do you think that with the kind of like online presence of that within especially the like entrepreneurial sphere are there are there times where that just gets kind of like a bit much and you just kind of step away from that? Or is it just something that you you see happening and just think like, look, I know the reality of what hard work is for me. It doesn't need to be about never sleeping and working 24-7 and burning the candle at both ends. Not at all. Like, I'll read it and I'll just think, right, okay, move on. Like, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> whatever. As long as you're enjoying what you're doing and you're progressing, then you don't need to look at anyone else really, do you? Then again, when when <laughs> when you messaged me about the the podcast, and I like, like, I already knew about you, and I already followed you, and I already knew like about Tala, but I didn't I didn't know about the Shreddy app, and I didn't know you was doing the podcast, and I didn't know you'd done the book, and then I bought the book, and I was like, hold on a minute, this girl's a lot younger than me, and she's doing way more than me. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought I was doing loads. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't. But that's the thing is that like, even within this, the, the reason I found it so important to write the book was because I was like, if I'm sitting in this position and in this sphere and probably embodying hustle culture for a lot of people, then, and I'm still feeling like this, then this needs to be talked about in a kind of like wider sense. Because if we're all as well, like as entrepreneurs, we're all kind of perpetuating that. I realized that I would be posting, like if I was working at 2 a.m., then I'd, you know, I'd almost definitely like put it on my story or something. And I was like, what is, like, what is that? Am I just, cause I'm perpetuating that further and I'm making it harder for myself to live up to these things. And it's also just not realistic. Like it's just not the reality. I always, I always think this, like, like, right, I'll put my workouts on in the morning and, and hopefully like people will do the workouts and they'll enjoy them. But also that's kind of me showing that I like to work out and, and not, not, not that this is what I can do, but like this relates to why I'm making workout clothes and then that might make a sale out of them. So it's all, it all, it all revolves down to what you are and what your brand is, I guess. So the majority of the time, what does kind of traditional self-care look like for you? I, let, I know that it's working out. <laughs> I already know before I've heard the answer that it's to do with working out. Beyond that and beyond work, is there, I know you say you don't watch TV much, um, but you know, is it is it going out to eat with friends? Is it a night out? Is it going on a walk? Is it? Yeah, I like all of that stuff. I like everything. Like going on taking a holiday like actually taking a trip somewhere and seeing different things in the world is like something that I absolutely love doing and something like my family when when I was brought up as a kid like my family took me to as many places as possible and I believe that's like such a fundamental key in understanding language and communication and how the world works and not just being inside this little bubble that you call your world where it's you've got your set friends you've got your set family and you've got your set workplace and you go between the three like there's so many different factors in the world that you can go out and see. And for me, that's that like going, doing stuff like that is way more fulfilling than going on a night out and being hungover the next day. I guess, do you feel like you could properly go and travel and disconnect and all of that with the business still, you know, pre-exit? I've always thought about that. Like since I started, like all my friends went traveling when I was starting the business and I wanted, I, I was like really, really wanted to go, but the business was working and I was like, nah, I need to do this because in 10 years I'll be at a different spot where I can actually go and do that and do it freely and not have to worry about money. Whereas if I went and did that now, there would be that worry and I'm coming back to nothing. So like I will, I will hundred percent go and travel the world when when the time's right and I can take that X amount of time off. But at the moment it's so full on that I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I'd enjoy it. W would you and your brother want to exit? Um, not for the foreseeable future. No, like we don't like it's our life. I don't know what I would do after that, but I do know that we, like I'm a creative person and I, I come up with ideas all the time and I've got a million different plans that aren't represent, but I just don't have time to do them. So there's, there would there would be other things that I'd love to go and do and I'm sure would work out in the end, but I don't know when that time will come and I don't know if that time will come. Yeah, I also think it's a, it's a huge testament to knowing what time you have right now and what time you need to give right now and where that kind of sits beyond there. That's what I'm particularly concentrating on. Is it like, this is, you know, this is my now. This is what I'm going to do properly 100% all in now um and and you know you clearly know that well 
Um, and that's probably why you've done so well. <laughs> I do know it well, but when you when you don't actually think you're doing so well all the time because there's always new levels and there's new goals to hit. But yeah, I guess I guess kind of being in the present is like a, a really big thing. And I was like, from when I was 20 to 26, say, I was always thinking about the future and nothing else. And I didn't enjoy what I was doing because I was always thinking like, what's next, what's next, where we're going to go to next, what we're going to do next. Whereas when you actually take a step back and understand how great like life actually is in the present, then I think that's when you're, you're at your happiest. Yeah, 100%. Well, hopefully at the age of 26, I will graduate from exactly the same thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thank you so much for um, coming on. It has been really, really interesting to talk to you. And I've loved um, getting to know more about like your habits, particularly, and how everything you do outside of work informs both your work, but also the brand as a whole. I think it's very unique and I think it's very powerful. So huge congratulations and thank you again for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Working Hard, Hardly Working. I have been Grace Beverly and you can find me at Grace Beverly, L-E-Y, remember that one, on Instagram and on LinkedIn if you are that way inclined. Please, after listening to this episode, it really, really helps if you can leave a review, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That seems to be the best way to help out a podcast at the moment. But please like the episode, subscribe, share it, tag me, tag your friends, do whatever you want to do, but spread the word and let me know what you'd like to see next on any of my social platforms. Just get in touch. I'd love to talk about some more interesting things. So shoot your suggestions my way and I will see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.